Hello, hello, hello. Good afternoon. If you live in London, you will know what a disgusting afternoon it is. Last night, our fence blew over uh, because the wind was so bad. I was sitting at my living room table and the fence that the neighbours have, which was already semi-broken, but uh, they didn't fix it. It blew over, hit our back door, scared the living shit out of me, and uh, our back door was wedged shut. Not that I was going to go outside, but still, terrifying. So that's how great the weather in London is at the moment, and it's continued today. I'm looking outside, and it is pissing it down, and the wind is so loud. Yesterday, I thought everyone was rolling their bins out. Like, I don't know if America has the same, but in England, we have wheelie bins. Uh, That sounds really ignorant, doesn't it? You probably have wheelie bins everywhere. Apologies um, to those sensitive about their bins. Uh, I was thinking everyone was rolling their wheelie bins out and it got to a point where I thought it was ridiculous. I look outside, no one was rolling their wheelie bins out. Actually, that was just the sound of the wind. Uh, So it's all all sunshine and, and rainbows in London. Not so much. Anyway, so uh, I haven't done a podcast for, I think, going on almost a year, maybe a few months less than a year. Um, But I only do them when I have something very important to say and when my friends are sick of listening to me, which I think we've just reached that point now on this topic. So I will move on to doing a podcast about the same topic. Uh, So today, I just want to talk about relationships and society's view on what is acceptable and what women in particular are supposed to do. But we're also going to talk about relationships in general. It's not just women that are pressured to be in relationships. Um, uh, I'm going to talk about about everybody. Um, I'm going to try and keep it as inclusive as possible. Um, if I stumble, I am a flawed human being and I'm sorry, I'm trying my best. Please feel free to correct me and I will retract. Um, but yes, the reason I want to do this podcast today, I've been wanting to do it for fucking ever, um, but I just never have time where I have like a good 45 minutes where I can just rant uh, to myself uh, alone in the house. Um, The neighbours really appreciate me, but they scream and shout at each other and she calls him a bollockless c-word and uh, he calls her a bitch all the time. So I don't really, I think they could benefit from listening to me do this podcast. Uh, So yes, relationships. Um, I I'm currently not in a relationship. Oh, fuck, sorry. I'm also drinking a cup of tea that is hotter than the sun. Um, I'm not currently in a relationship. Now, I understand, and I do get the feeling when I talk about this subject a lot, that people maybe understandably think that the reason I am... No, I'm not... No, I'm totally not against relationships, But I'm against thinking that you have to have one to have uh, happiness and success. Um, I'm aware, even as I say this, that lots of people will think that this is me being, uh, I, I guess, wanting a relationship and not having it and therefore saying, well, relationships are shit and I don't want one. Um, I probably wouldn't mind a relationship. I don't know. I can't be arsed. Like, I... (laughs) 
so so I, I'm going to veer off track wildly as per usual, um, but but bear with. Uh, I think if you listen to my podcast, um, you're already uh, in. You already know what you're in for. So um, there you go. This is going to be a continuation of the previous ones. Um, so yes. I have had many serious relationships in the past. Um, what I recently realised is that a lot of them were not... Again, my flaws in relationships are my flaws, and I don't think everybody has these issues. Um, but I do think a lot of people might uh, have the same things, so I'm going to talk about it. Maybe if people talk about things more, everybody else will feel a little less lonely. Um, so that's what I'm trying to do with this podcast. Um, so yes, a lot of my relationships have been based on the fact that I uh, needed, well, I, I'm not, not aware, I wasn't aware of this fact, but subconsciously I think I needed someone to be there for me and I wasn't actually thinking enough about whether that person was good enough. Um, that's, I, I'm going to sound completely up my own ass throughout this whole podcast, but I do think it's about time that people, women in particular, start start being a little bit up their own ass, um, or just stop shitting on themselves as we tend to do to ourselves and society has done to ourselves for eternity. Um, so I have been in therapy for the past year. Um, when I say that, it, it's so funny when you're in America, a lot of people have a therapist It's much more normal. Um, I am lucky to be able to have a way to pay for therapy. Um, you can get therapy on the NHS. I've had it twice before. There's normally a long waiting list, but I maybe it depends how what the situation is like. I would advise everybody who's looking into it or worried about their mental health to talk to their GP and see if they can get on a waiting list to have a therapist. I don't think there is anyone who wouldn't benefit from therapy. You don't need to have something wrong. I genuinely think you should look at therapy as a preventative method rather than um, something after the fact. Oh my God, I can't believe I'm using that expression. I lived in LA for a year and now I'm using that expression. Um, but also therapy is an absolutely fucking amazing tool to use if you have been through some shit and you are looking to work your way through it. I don't think therapy alone can be the answer to everything. It could be if you, it, you know, it can be in some situations, but I, and I don't think, uh, medication is the answer to everything in every situation, but I think, um, discussing it with your GP and getting like a balance of both, uh, if that's what is necessary, um, no one should feel bad for taking medication. And like no one should feel bad for going to therapy you definitely shouldn't be bad feel bad for um looking after your mental health anywho so i've been in therapy the past year i've been talking to my therapist about shit like this and genuinely i realized over the last year that a lot of the reasoning for my being in relationships was not because i wanted a relationship it's because i wanted someone to be there for me and this is my experience but i have seen a lot in other people that that might be the case. Obviously not everyone. I definitely think you can have very healthy relationships. Um, but I do just think that nobody should be made to feel like they're a failure if they are not in one or in fact don't want one. Um, so I'm going to talk a bit about that today. Uh, I've recently realised that I might eventually want a relationship, but I really 
I am not going to fix anybody. I think there is a lot of information put upon us, especially as women, that we can fix partners, in particular men, um, but I guess partners of any kind. But I do think what I see in the media, on social media a lot, there's a lot of like this rhetoric of like, (laughs) what a fancy word, uh, of like, oh, she stuck by him when he was this, when he was like going through this phase and like he was a dickhead and whatever. It's one thing to stick by someone when, you know, they're not doing well um, in their career or, you know, they're going through some stuff with their personal life or whatever. But if you are an asshole. (laughs) and you're sleeping around when it's not something that's that's not I do think you can have open relationships that work um but if you are in a monogamous relationship and someone is sleeping around that person is a bit of an arsehole um you can definitely have open relationships that work I think but it needs both people need to be aware that it is an open relationship um but my views on relationships are going to differ a lot from most people's I anyway no I'm not going to bore everyone with my opinion well actually I am I am gonna bore everyone with my opinion but uh anyway um so I uh yes I have especially something I saw I think it was on the shade room the other day and it was like oh she stayed was it Meek Mill uh she, the, um someone's partner stayed with them and uh they were praising this woman for like for sticking with this guy when he cheated on her, when he was a dickhead. I do not know if it was actually Meek Mill. I I'm, 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 might be completely wrong. Um, but I remember being like, what the fuck? Like, this is promoting the idea to young women and people in general that your job as a partner, especially as a woman, is uh, put up with it and hopefully it'll be worth it. No. Nobody needs to put up with anything. You are working on yourself to be a happy, fully-fledged human being. That's a lifelong process. Most people do everything in their power to avoid that. But more recently, uh, I think my my generation, hopefully the one after me, it's much more acceptable to try and... I'm going to say selfish. I don't actually think it's selfish, but it is much more acceptable to be, in quotations... No, not quotations, uh, inverted commas, selfish and work on yourself. Um and focus on getting that right before you focus on finding a relationship. Because imagine, I see people, all the girls, or most of the girls in my college are already married. Some of them are already miserable. It's hard for me to be around that because, you know when you were younger and you see you see people's parents, your own parents, whatever, or, or just other people's parents, and you're like, how did that happen? Like, you hate each other. This is not a happy marriage. Like, why are you together? I'm never going to let this happen. Like, how does this happen? And then as you get older, you start seeing how it happens. And I remember when I, I think, was it by the time, when, when I was like 20 two and people started considering marriage and stuff and I was like Jesus Christ my mum was 22 when she had me and it's far too young I mean yes there's extenuating circumstances I do think that like if you have the emotional stability the financial stability and you do want a child I think you absolutely can have a child young but I think a lot of people are not in a place where they well I'm I'm, well talking about having a child I'm talking about marriage really but I Saying to anybody, I am, I know exactly who I am, and therefore I'm prepared to 
to say, I will definitely be able, I will definitely want to be with you and only you forever when you're 21. That's a hard thing to say. I do understand and I can see that sometimes people are. A lot of people have been through so much life experience by that point that they do know who the fuck they are. And in that case, great. But I just think there should not be pressure on people to have make to have to make that decision at such a young age. Like I see so many women where I'm like, you are fucking amazing. You're amazing. And they're with people that aren't good enough just because it's considered like you have a well-rounded happy life if you're in a relationship and I've done this myself I've thought oh well you know like there's some good in there you know he, he could be this he could be that if only this if only that but we know, oh, I really, I hate when I, I hated when I saw that thing in the shade room. I hate when I hear things, people being like, oh, you should be loyal. You should be loyal to your husband, like, or to your boyfriend. Like, you, you got to stick with him as you, you, whatever. Yes, I agree that people can grow together, but I do not like this, this narrative that women, just because on the whole, we usually are more understanding than men. I am being completely... Uh, I'm making huge sweeping statements, so I'm sorry if you if you disagree. But I I do think that on the whole, in the huge like overriding general sense, I do think women are more understanding and emotionally in tune than men. I am not talking about every single woman or every single man, but sometimes, you know, I'm just talking for the sake of argument. I do, and therefore I think society because we can't we do have the capability to understand things and like forgiveness and we're more often emotionally intelligent um people are gonna be so pissed off at this i'm sorry if you're a man and you're very emotionally intelligent um and you're pissed off at this but i'm not talking about you i'm talking about people that aren't emotionally intelligent um but I think because we have the capability to understand and that we have the capacity to forgive, we are expected to. But how many times have you seen this thing? Like, like how vilified are women if they cheat? Like, I know men are vilified if they cheat, but like, let's look at Beyonce and Jay-Z. Like, it was like public knowledge that Jay-Z cheated. She wrote an entire album about it. And I know everyone loves Beyonce and I know people are going to shit on me for this. I like Beyonce, but I, I do think... And I'm not saying if a guy has sex with someone else, it's the end of the relationship, the world, the marriage, whatever. But I think if you were in a monogamous relationship... I don't really agree with monogamous relationships. I don't think. Um, but if you are in one, and that was what the deal was, which I am to understand marriage in the religious sense, that is a monogamous relationship. If that's what you were in, and somebody cheated... Uh, it's hard, because again, I don't think I, don't think I agree with monogamous relationships but I think if you are in one that that trust and respect has to that it has to be you if you're not in a monogamous relationship fine I don't think you need to be I don't think sex is like it doesn't always have to be an emotional like someone that you love like whatever I think we're animals and we're human and we have impulses to have sex if you look at how we 
we kept, we were when we were cavemen we grew up in tribes uh nobody was with one man the child was raised by the group um uh and <laughs> It was like a group of, I, I think, oh, someone's going to tell me I'm completely wrong, but I think it was between 7 and 15 cave people, um, and they raised a kid together. And everything that they did, like, mating-wise and uh, subconsciously, if they were attracted to other people, it was usually traits that were typically associated with having a strong tribe. So, but for, for example, if you're looking at a woman and you're a caveman and you were, like, subconsciously thinking about, uh, what makes a good mate in a woman evolutionarily and historically I'm not talking about now and I'm not saying this is right or wrong but I'm just saying this is how it was uh and this is how nature works um boobs big boobs uh signify fert- fertility hips signify fertility and like um birthing you know the expression birthing hips that is why we like big boobs big hips uh bums uh, breasts are also apparently i can't remember which way around it is it's either we like breasts because they look like bums or we like bums because they look like breasts i can't remember which one it is but one of the two we like those two things um big lips like plush red lips uh some of this is a bit a bit uh a bit uh strange but it's because they look like vaginas, or that is signifying vaginas. Um, also, if you had red lips, it uh, it signifies good blood flow, and good blood flow is always good. It signifies that you're a healthy human being. If you're a healthy human being, you're more likely to have a healthy pregnancy. If you have a healthy pregnancy, you're more likely to have a healthy baby. If you have a healthy baby, you're more likely to strengthen the tribe, and that is what the ultimate goal was. So when I love saying this to some men that like tits and ass, I'm like, you know why you like tits? You know why you like her tits? And they're like, why? And I'm like, because you think she would be a good mother to your child. And they're like, oh, no, 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 I don't want to have kids. I'm like, yeah, but your your brain, deep down, your evolutionary brain is thinking, hmm, babies. I know you don't think you're thinking babies, but you are. Um, anyway, so, and that is often, uh, my brother told me that that is the reason why, actually, no, I won't go into this because people will argue with me. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, but yeah, so a lot of the time we think, oh yeah, well, big boobs, big hips, they're just sexy, they're just nice, but there's always a reason, normally, like an evolutionary reason why we like stuff like that. Um, I can't remember why I got onto this point. Um, oh yeah, I think I was talking about monogamy. Uh, it wasn't normally, well, no one, it, okay, I'm going to get into this, but people are going to get pissed off with me. Basically, if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. My brother told me that, uh, this, so take it up with him, um, that women in those days when we were cave people, when they were pregnant, they would get like super horny and they would want to have sex. Well, apparently that's true now. I've never been pregnant, so I don't know. Um, but apparently there is a certain point in pregnancy where women are extra horny. Um, and evolutionarily, apparently the reason for this is that back in the day when we didn't have DNA tests and we didn't know how to tell who was which baby's dad, um, it would be more beneficial to the woman who was having the baby to have as many men as possible in that tribe think that the baby was theirs so that that baby would be more protected. So if you think of that, it's just weird the way we live now. It's weird. Like, to go from that, I mean, that is... That probably wouldn't work today, but I just think the the general consensus and the general, like, how-to-live guide is... You, I mean, at least in the UK, is that you grow up, find a, a boyfriend, a husband, uh, marry him, 
move into a house with him, alone with him, just you and him, just two people in a house or a flat, then you have pops and babies out, and then just you and him forever in a house, hating each other. No, <laughs> I don't, I do think marriage and whatever can work, but I genuinely, and the more, I know I sound like a cult leader, I genuinely don't, I think we are meant to live in groups. I do. And I have tried to pitch this to my friends and I've been shot down every single fucking time. But I genuinely... They thought I was joking for a long period of time. I think they still think I'm joking, but I'm deadly fucking serious. Let me just have a sip of my tea, bear with. The production and value of this podcast is um, unreal. Uh, so yes, yes, I genuinely believe we're supposed to live in communes. Imagine, right? Not, not a commune, like, wait... Commune. No, I'm getting confused between convent. Not a convent, a commune. Right, commune. Um, so imagine, right, if you lived in a big house, like huge, like let's say like seven bedrooms, right? And they're all double bedrooms. And uh, each, I guess, I mean, it would be fucking expensive. But then I guess if you're sharing it between eight or nine people, not as bad, right? I don't know. Uh, rent prices are fucking insane in London anyway, so whatever. Move to the countryside. No, don't move to the countryside. Anyway, so imagine living in that big house and there was a living space. I'm ima- uh, this is Financially, this sounds a bit insane, but I, I am going to work out the prices one day and see if it's doable. Um, but imagine if it was like, let's say, 700 quid a month. No. So, oh, fuck off. I'm not going to do the, the, the pricing. But yes, so you live in a big house uh, and it's all your friends. Men and women friends. Um, and you all live in this big house. Even when you're in a bad mood, you do see each other. You know, like, I, when I've lived on my own, I tend to, well, I think everybody does, when they're in a bad mood, they just, they, you're not going to call someone. Even though it will probably make you feel better. And even though you know that that will probably make you feel better, you, when you're in a bad mood or you're feeling very low and depressed, you, or if you have depression, which I have, uh, um, I'm, I, well, I have, I have struggled with anxiety and depression my whole life. I'm managing it very well now, uh, but I, I do understand how fucking awful it can feel. Um, but if you have that, you the last thing you feel like doing is picking up the phone and talking to someone, right? So imagine if you lived in a house where, like, tough shit. Like, you don't need to make the effort to call someone. People are there. Like, I now live with Clarissa, and it's so nice. Like, sometimes I know if it was, like, if it was on my own doing, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call anyone, and I wouldn't say, oh, I feel like shit. Like, I want to talk to someone. Can you come around, or can I meet you? I wouldn't do that, because I'm in a shit, if I'm in a shitty headspace, and I don't, I, you're not, you're not looking for ways to feel better. You're, you're feeling shit, and it's, it's very hard to actively, like, pro- be proactive and try and make yourself feel better. Um, so yes, I, I wouldn't do that. But because I live with Clarissa, she will be here most likely, or I'll be here when she's in a bad mood. And just, but even when I've lived with people, I've lived with people before years ago that I, even if I didn't get on that well with them, it's, I think humans are meant to be with other humans. Like, I don't think this is a drastic statement that I'm saying that we should live in groups. Like, it, it just makes sense. If you look at history and, like, biology, we are supposed to live in groups. We aren't supposed to have one guy or one girl or, or whatever and uh, or one partner and just live with them forever and only speak to them. And it, I know that marriage doesn't have to be like that. I know that long-term relationships doesn't have to be like that. But, but 
I think a lot of them are, and I think there's a lot of pressure from society for women to find, and men, but a lot of the time women, let's face it, to find a husband and settle down and get married and have kids and live alone. And I can't help, but I'm not being bitter. Like, this is going to come off as a really depressing podcast, but I, I'm, as soon as I had this, like, revelation, I feel happier about life and about relationships and about my attitude towards relationships in general as soon as I realized that I don't actually think it I think it would be better to live in this big house with a bunch of people uh friends uh partners can come and go and they can come and stay if they want like stay for good but but we are supposed to be in a group I really, really do believe that. I honestly believe that. I just spent a weekend with um, my friends Kaya and Lily and Cl- Clarissa. And I, I, I was just like, oh my God, this is how people are supposed to live. They're supposed to live in groups. We aren't supposed to live alone. We aren't supposed to be alone. I don't even think we're supposed to live in pairs. We are supposed to have friends. I do think relationships can work, but I don't think... I, I So many people, I see them. the pressure and the point of life is to find a relationship that works and stay with that person, move in with that person and stay with them forever. And I just, I don't think that's a healthy way to look at relationships. Like even the best relationship in the world, I don't think if you live with them, spend all your time with them, potentially even work with them too, you need a life outside of your relationship. And how many times have you or your friends or have you heard of people that just drop off the map when they get, a partner, a relationship, a boyfriend, husband, girlfriend, whatever. And then I just think, you know what? That's so sad because I think a healthy relationship depends completely on those two people having separate lives. And, you know, yes, those can intertwine, but you have to have your own personality, your own friends, your own life, your own hobbies, your own things to be your own person because only when you are your own person like a like i and feel like you know yourself and you like yourself only then can you have a healthy relationship and also that other person also needs to know themselves and feel like they know who they are because how can you make a decision if, i i don't think marriage is necessarily for me i don't i don't think I really don't think it is. I'm not religious and I also... this Like, yeah, maybe you should... Maybe you'll have a relationship and maybe you'll want to be with them forever. But why do you need to legally swear that you won't ever look at anyone else? Like, you know, I mean, I know it's not look at anyone else, but, you know. Um, I just... I think... I, it's, it's insane to me. It's very, like, old-fashioned and backwards. But I, I do understand-ish why some people want it. Or at least I understand why people want long-term relationships. I completely get that. Um, but... I just don't think it should be the be-all and end-all of your life. And I don't think your relationship status should be what says whether you're successful or not. I think so many people, they, they or at least my mum's generation, it was like, you do get married at like in your early 20s. And if not, it's weird. At least now I see, or I see it changing slightly um, where it's like, more accept, more socially acceptable to get married later or to not get married at all. But I still think... There is, uh, so Catherine Ryan, um, I love her. She, her, I think, was it her latest comedy special or the one before? She said something that, like, I have, I cannot get out of my head. And it was, uh, women are raised, men are raised to be someone and women are raised to find someone. 
And the more I think about that, the more I agree with it and I the more sad it is because I'm like, Jesus Christ, I'm not... I also... We, we have to remember I'm speaking in very, very general terms here, so please don't shit on me if you weren't raised like that. If you weren't, fucking fantastic. But I do think, you know, we live in a society where that is often the main thing like I, I I and and it's so ingrained in us it's taken me until how old am I 28 it took me 27 years to get out of that head well I probably wasn't thinking about it when I was like 10 but it, it, I mean even then I was watching Disney films where 16 year old bloody princesses were given away by their dads to men who were literally a different species to them in the case of the little mermaid given away by their dads when they were 15 to, to marry a guy they'd met once and literally never had a conversation with, and then, oh, yes, happy ending, blah, 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 great. What, what kind of message does that send to us? I'm never letting any of my kids watch Disney films, or at least not the ones I watched when I grew up. Those were fucking terrible messages. What is terrible? But still to this day, people my age that I meet, or in my generation at least, we still genuinely believe in that, and it's so deep ingrained, I have, I completely understand. And I did, uh, I don't know if I did, but but I wasn't opposed to the idea that, like, there was a perfect person out there for you. Like, you know, there might, there will, there will be people that are great for you, etc. But I just think, thinking that there is, like, it's weird. Soulmates is a weird thing because I do think, I do think you can have people that are, like, so well suited to you, but... I think they said this in Sex and the City, which I didn't watch hugely, mainly because I was like, why these women have such cool jobs and careers and lives? Why do they think they're failures because they haven't got a boyfriend? Like, what? what's this? I couldn't watch it, right? Um, but I think, I think, who said it where they were like, oh, we can be each other's soulmates? Like, I think I agree with soulmates, but I don't necessarily think it needs to be your boyfriend or partner or girlfriend. Like, it's you need friends but I think so much emphasis is put on particularly women to find a husband or a partner and and that we we've we've just been told that that above all else is is important and and it's still so prevalent today and it makes me so sad a that I wasted so much time I don't know if I believe it so much but it definitely is in your head that like I definitely wanted a relationship for a long time and my relationship choices were often informed by, uh, as most people's are, your relationship choices are often formed by, like, how your parents were or failures of your parents or even good things that your parents do. Often your choices in relationships are informed by your parents um, or your family. And I, prob- I probably didn't have people that I thought would be there for me particularly not really my parents and therefore having a boyfriend I had a boyfriend first when I was quite young I think I was like 15 like a proper boyfriend and I think feeling like someone was there for me that was so nice and at the time because I was so young and I didn't know any better and Disney didn't teach me any better I assumed that oh this is what like love is this is like a relationship oh I know that he likes me and he's here for me oh my god somebody likes me and someone cares about me okay great you'll do like Whereas there was never a, wait, 
Well, what are you bringing to the table? Like, I mean, I was 15, so neither of us were bringing much very, very much to the table. But like, even, even when I, you know, I had a four year relationship with a useless wank. Well, <laughs> because I didn't know any better. I wasn't taught that like, I was worth more and that I didn't need to help fix someone and I didn't need to be so appreciative that they were willing to be around me that I would stick with them even though they were really not at a place where they could be in relationships like we aren't taught to have high expectations and also if women do have high expectations they're fucking berated because of it like you know people even close people to me will will you I'm so not willing to budge on because I have been for so many years I have been dating or putting up with people that were not good enough and I you know fuck off I am not willing to settle I am not against having a relationship but but I I'm not willing to fix someone change someone um put up with someone if it is not an equal partnership I'm not fucking interested and even then at the moment at this point in my life I I'm I have to be selfish because I'm tr- my career is like at a place where I need to work fucking hard to get it where it needs to be. I don't, I definitely don't have time to work on someone else and help them and fix them. But I don't even have time to like have a partner, I don't think. I mean, maybe it would work well if they were, it depends. There's different circumstances, whatever. But, it, you know, but my point of view if my daughter or son said you know I'm not at a place where like I'm working hard for my career I would be like okay cool don't deny yourself a relationship because you're in your career but don't you do not you're not a failure because you don't have a relationship like and especially I'm fucking 28 I was looking at like some of the people that have successful marriages they get married when they're like 40 and you know I don't think I don't think having a marriage is a be-all and end-all of life but I do understand that that has been so ingrained in our generation I do understand people that really really do want it um but I just think how can you possibly if the, the people that I was choosing when I was like 19 20 oh my god like imagine if I it's like okay it's like when people say like, imagine, think of the tattoos that if you are like me, you wanted a shit ton of tattoos when you were like 14, 15, right? Imagine if you were allowed to get those tattoos and you were now stuck with them, all right? <laughs> that is how I feel about relationships. Like, if I had to pick and stick with someone that I, that I was going to choose at, honestly, anywhere before 27, <laughs> It would have been a nightmare. Like, I would have made a mistake. Because I wasn't a fully-fledged person. And yes, some people have much better parents. Some people go through experiences that make them learn. And they are able to make those decisions. I was not. Um, and I'm not shitting on anyone that did get married young. I, t- I definitely think you can have happy marriages. But I think no one should force you into thinking that you have to. If you aren't ready, even for a relationship, even for dating, fuck off. You focus on you and become your person. Like, it, it, it makes me so sad when I see people who have achieved so much, or even if they haven't achieved much, and they're like, their main focus is the fact that they don't have a relationship. I look at them and I'm like, dude, look at the time you have now. I know this is, I probably don't have the best outlook towards relationship, but I do look at, like, single time as like, oh my God, you could get so much shit done. <laughs> like, 
obviously a good relationship is not one that ever monopolizes your time but i you got to admit that if you are in a relationship and if you if you do want a relationship and you want you know a traditional relationship you have to accept that it is a it's a partnership and it is going they are going to take up some of your time like i think it would be naive to say oh yeah having a relationship you have just just as much free time to pursue your own things as if you were single that's simply not true um but unless you're in the type of relationship I was with with this, like, oh, God, I'm so embarrassed I ever dated him. <laughs> I literally said to him when we broke up, listen, I'm sure you will accidentally get someone pregnant who who uh, is too naive to know that you are useless um, and that will be your life. And it literally is. Uh, <laughs> it's a psychic Meg. Oh, Mystic Meg. There is a Mystic Meg. All right, Psychic Meg strikes again. Um, Anyway, but again, children, I understand. I I have to have children. I love... I, I love the idea of raising a kid or multiple and I understand that is a thing that I understand people wanting. Totally. But marriage, like, like, it, it can be great. I just... I just don't think you're supposed to do these things alone. I think you're meant to live your life shared with friends and family, boyfriends, partners, girlfriends, everything. But I don't think we're meant to be alone. And please don't fucking... I don't care if you're 45 and you don't have a relationship. Like, look at all the shit you've done in your life. Like, you can always meet people. There's always people out there. There's never an age... You know what? When I was dating this... this <laughs> the embarrassing guy, he... I had a friend who... I, I honestly... I can't... Hang on. Um, we lost touch because I, I, could, I couldn't see eye to eye with her anymore because she wanted me to tell her that her boyfriend was a good idea i am totally fine to keep my mouth shut i'm fine but if you ask me for my opinion i'm not going to lie and i kept being asked my opinion and i couldn't lie and it's so painful for me because i am so invested in my friends and i fucking love all of my friends so much that even things that aren't my business i it upsets me because i like i i know they're better than i know that they deserve better than that and um the best I can do is keep quiet. So if you ask me my opinion, you you ask you're literally asking for it. So yeah, I would say you know I don't think he, he's a good. You know I knew a lot of stuff that was going on, and when I told her, yeah. Anyway, um. So yeah, but I remember that same friend when we when I was twenty two, I had just broken up for like the fifth time with this uh, embarrassing guy. And uh, we were at a club and then there was loads of couples at a club, like, which never, I don't often, oh, I don't club anymore, of course, <laughs> but, because um, I hate human beings, <laughs> I, I don't, um, but I, I definitely don't go clubbing anymore, really. actually, you know what, that's a lie, I went to a club on Saturday, uh, but um, it was awful, but we went for the, for the, for the life resume, for the story, uh, anyway, and um, yeah, so... I, we were at this club and there were couples and I said to her, oh, I'm so sad. Like, I, mi- I like, I maybe, like, did I make the right decision with, with, uh, thingy Bob? And my friend goes to me, mm, you know, like, do you, like, think about it? Like, would you, this was genuine advice. So do you, do you want to, like, I know that you're, like, miserable without him, but 
wouldn't you rather be... She was like, and then she was like, I know you were miserable with him, but, like, look how miserable you are without him. Like, she was like, wouldn't you rather be a little bit miserable with him than really miserable without him? I'll give you a moment to process that terrible advice. Um, and even then, I was, like, heartbroken, but even then, even in that state, I was like, oh, that's, that's not good advice. Uh not good advice at all. Um, so I was like, well, I mean, I feel like, you know, I, I, I probably could, could be treated a bit better. And she said, well, the thing is, at our age, I'll reiterate that at this age, we were 22. Um, and she said, yeah, at our age, all the good guys have kind of been taken. Uh, again, process that comment. And literally, I was like, oh, no. Like, that was one of the things that made me sure I did not... I would never go back to this guy. Because I, I, I was like, I know, I know that's not true. I know that's not true. Even though I was miserable, and obviously when you go through a breakup, you think, oh, God, what if, what if, what if there's no one else? But I was 22. And also, I don't agree that, like, people get taken. This idea of, like, oh, all the good men are taken... And we're at 22, people haven't even discovered themselves. There aren't any, well, not many fully-fledged, good, healthy human beings at 22. You haven't had time to work out who you are. You're so, you're an embryo. You know, and that advice was probably, literally the worst advice I've ever given in my life. But at the same time, almost the best. Because I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, I so don't ever want to have that mindset. Fuck this guy. I need better. And if I can't get a better guy, I genuinely would rather be with my friends. And I, I, I wish I could make everybody have the same point of view as me, which is a very narcissistic... Is it narcissistic point of view? I think I'm right and everyone should agree with me. <laughs> which... If you, I'm saying this on the podcast because I know maybe four people listen to this podcast, so I can get it out here. But I'm right about this. Like, we should live in communes, and um, I'm creating one. And it's not a cult. I know it sounds culty, but it's just going to be friends in a house living together. And if you want to get married, you absolutely can. They can come join us. If you want to raise a baby, absolutely. I want to raise my baby in a group with my friends. Maybe also a partner, but mostly friends. Uh, you hear of like people giving birth and then staying at home with their baby and you know they're suffering from postnatal depression or um, they're just lonely maybe they're just lonely but I feel like that I just think that we are never meant to be in that situation as human beings we're not meant to be raising a baby like just with one person or like in a house on our own we're supposed to be in a group like, we're supposed to be together and join together. The, the, the worst thing you can do to someone in prison, worse than torture, well, it is a form of torture, but the actual worst thing you can do to someone is put them in solitary confinement. Doesn't that say something about how human beings are not supposed to be alone? Like, you'll lose your mind. You lose your mind in solitary confinement. You can't talk to anyone. Like, people, humans are social beings. Like, I remember in school, we did, um, I did psychology in college. Um, so, obviously, I'm an expert on psychology. So, if you just want to listen to my advice. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, we did, like, a case study about, I'm going to get all this wrong. So, I'm sorry, uh, psychologist. Please tell me the name of the study in the year. But, okay, so, because I'm going to get it wrong. But there were two cases of, like, child neglect and child abuse. 
one of them, I remember it because I was, because I'm a twin. Um, one of them was these two kids that were left in like a basement or, or something for their whole life. And I think they, someone discovered them when they were five. And these twins had been like locked in a basement, like being fed, but like scraps or whatever. And they had had no human contact their entire life, except obviously with each other. Right. Then there was another case, a similar case, but the child was on its own. Uh, so it was, yeah, it was in locked away on its own with no human contact for a lot of its life and or a good a few years of its life. And they, when they rescued these children and they tried to reintegrate them to society and help, you know, huge mental damage, but the, the twins could, were, were better at, they could help them with their like communication and they could learn to talk and they learned bonding because they had that, oh fuck, I'm going to forget the word, but the primary attachment, is that what it is? They had another human being there to communicate with, even though obviously it wasn't like with speech, it was some kind of communication that they worked out and they knew other humans existed and they had created a bond with each other and they therefore knew how to create bonds with human beings and how to like reintegrate into society. But, I mean, I'm sure it has huge other effects, but that was just one of the things they were studying. But the poor kid that was on its own had real issues, like speak, learning to speak, learning to communicate, uh, even nonverbal communication. It had, it, it really, he or she, it was so difficult. And, and emotional issues, like they couldn't attach to people because they, imagine if you hadn't seen another human being your entire life, hadn't communicated with it, how on earth are you all of a sudden going to learn that when you're five or six, you know? And I, I do just think that is a, such a huge thing in the world. We live lonesome lives because we've been told that's the way to live. But I genuinely have got to the point where I'm like, no, you know, maybe people will think I'm weird and like whatever, but I don't want to live like that. I want to live with friends I and partners, but I don't want to live alone ever or with just one partner or I want to live in a group. And you see, you know, like um, in some cultures, it is much more, it's like much more common to have, you know, the grandparents living in the house with you. Like, that's so sweet. Or, or, or just it's it's more common to live in bigger groups like that. To me, I had a really small family when I was growing up and I, uh, a lot of my friends when I grew up had big families and they're always complaining about it. And I was like, oh my God, I would give anything to have like a Sunday lunch with my family. Like, like a, like have all my, I have two cousins, right? I love them both. Um, but I, my, my, one of my friends has like 80 cousins because her mum and dad are both, like her dad is, is I think uh, one of 12 kids and her mum is one of 10. So they have like literally 80 cousins, 80 first cousins. And I was like, oh my God, how nice to have that connection with that many people. That's your family. I always wanted that. And I think that's what is part of this. I I just think people are meant to be in a tribe. And the healthiest people out there have found their tribe or, or are going about it. Like... To be a fully fed human being, I don't think you can do it on your own. You know that expression, it takes a village. I know that sounds really cringe, but I, it does. I don't think it just takes a village to, to build a baby, not build a baby, grow, was it? Raise a child. It does take a village. I agree with that. But I also think it takes a village to raise you. Well, I guess you are, you are a baby at some point. But I think, yeah, you, you get 
well, you should get that support when you're growing up. But the reality is most people don't. And it's not, you know, you can only blame your parents to a certain point because they, people, they weren't taught either. You know, like sometimes I look at some of the things in my childhood and I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, that was like a real shortcoming. But then I'm like, well, it's passed down. Like, and everybody does the best they can. That doesn't take away from the fact that you are allowed to be upset and disappointed and whatever with parental failures or whatever. But it does sometimes help to think and look at their parents and, or, you know, whatever, I'm I'm veering off track here. But I do just think, I don't think it will happen, but I, I it's going to happen for me. I want to live in a group and... I am waiting for all my friends to realise, maybe my brother, like, as well, you can have partners, and I think that's great, and people are meant to be together, but I, I don't think our successes or failures in life should all ride on whether we have this one overriding relationship with one person who hasn't even taken the time, nor have we, to realise who we are and yet we're promising we're going to live alone in solitude with this person and raise a kid together alone forever. And a lot of the time put our friends to the side and even our families to the side. I know people don't do that on purpose, but obviously if you were raised thinking that the most important thing in life was to find a husband or a wife or whatever you know, then you would probably be within your... I would understand your reasoning that, well, my relationship with my husband or my my wife or my girlfriend, my my partner, is the most important thing. So I need to focus on that most. And if that means losing friends, then fine. Or if it means losing career opportunities, fine. If, But I can't get on board with that. But I do understand if you've been raised to think that a marriage is the most important thing, then of course you're going to put it first. But I just don't think that is going to end healthily or happily um and so basically the gist of this podcast is um i uh, create your own tribe uh <laughs> build a tribe and uh, maybe you don't even need to live in the same house maybe you just leave live in like a cul-de-sac god this sounds so fucking middle class uh you know what as well i don't even i don't even know if it is middle class like um i think the idea of of raising families together and in big groups. I think often middle-class bankers want to be like, oh, we're married and we've moved to Muswell Hill and we're raising our child called Cinnamon together. Um, I don't know. I, I just think we should just be in groups. People need to be in groups. I want to do it. You should do it. Come join me in the commune.